When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Chlorinated water is for swimming, not drinking or bathing. Cities add chlorine to Hatch Hatchy water, causing dry skin and hair. This is Claire Beverly, and I want to tell you about LifeSource Water Systems, the solution to your water worries. A LifeSource system filters your water from every tap, reducing the harsh taste and feel of chlorine and giving you softer skin and hair without maintenance. No salt filters or servicing. Call 888-712-4279 for a free consultation or visit LifeSourceWater.com. LifeSource, taste and feel the difference. John's got some more vacation time, but I'm here with Deborah Mark. Are you happy, excited today? Woohoo! Uh, you're, you're fine? You don't have any symptoms? So far, so good. Knocking on that fake wood in here. Taking your temperature and monitoring to make sure you're not catching COVID from your husband who's yeah. still down? Yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's still in a separate room. We're going our own ways these days. How about that? That's one way to divide a marriage. Well, Is you he know, getting... Is he getting? Is he testing to see if he's moving out of positive territory? No, or? we're not going to bother testing yet. He still has symptoms. I'm sure he's still positive. It hasn't even been a week yet. No, I thought a week was about all it takes, isn't it? No, he started feeling eh Thursday. Tested positive Friday night. Oh, okay, that's not even a week. Yeah, yeah. that's only like five days. Exactly. I think all he'll right. be fine this weekend. July Fourth weekend. You excited? Well, I don't really have any plans as of yet because I don't know exactly what uh, the situation is with the hubby. Are you excited? Do you have big plans? No, I have to go to a wedding in Chicago. One of my good friend's daughters is getting married. And, you know, it's like, no, I'm glad to be invited. But sometimes (laughs) you wonder how far out people go to invite people. I mean, I know her daughter, but I didn't really watch her growing up because they live in Illinois and Mm -hmm. they moved there a long time ago. So she was just a a child then. So um, I'm very happy to go and be a part of their 
wedding, but sometimes when people have a bigger wedding, you really have to extend the invitation list. Yeah. It works in reverse. A lot of people complain, I have to cut people. I have to cut people from my wedding. But other people that want to have a bigger event, they sometimes you know, extend far and beyond just uncles and aunts. And I, I'm just a friend of the mother's. I don't, I don't, Did you I, buy a nice present? Uh, it was one of those things online where you could either, you know, go to the gift registry mm -hmm. or you could actually donate to what they call their fund. Oh. And their fund was like in three parts. One was their honeymoon fund. One was their furniture fund. And I forget what the third one was. And I just donated to each. Oh, that was nice. Are you going to wear a mask when you travel? No. You're not going to wear a mask not. on the plane? No, I, I think the planes with the HEPA, we talked about I this know. yesterday. I think they're pretty good. I don't really think that's a big concern. But you don't want to, you're going to get grossed out. I know you are when somebody behind you or in front of you is going to have that loose cough. Well, I'll have a mask with me then. How about that? Now I stick okay. it on in case yeah. I start hearing something disgusting yeah. on the plane. Yeah, that's a good plan. I'm worried, worried. I mean, did you hear the story I told at the end of the show last night about what's been going on on planes with some men? No. Um, oh, I thought you listened on the way home. I don't. I'm sometimes I do and sometimes I don't, Ken. Oh, I could, because I remember one day you were like, I listen because I want to see if you're talking about me. Yes. Well, ever since you called me out on that, I said, hmm, I'm not going to listen then. <laughs> I'm glad to see I have such an influence on you. <laughs> um, there was a guy that uh, apparently was sharing penis pics with everybody on the plane. Um, was there something unusual about the penis that he'd be doing that? Well, don't you think it's unusual that he decided well, yeah, to, yes, to yes, share that the, too, but... I mean, you know, the photo sharing thing that you can do. And I guess if people in the vicinity, can, 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 that's how you share pictures with each other. God. And then there was another guy that uh, and the, from California uh, on a flight that apparently uh, assaulted an underage girl. Ooh. They put his hand uh, up her thigh and went for it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, that's not that that's going to happen to me, but I'm just saying that's, that's more disgusting than, you know, what's in the air on a plane. I don't know. And air travel's so horrible. I mean... I hope, but uh, I don't get huge delays. I'm, I'm taking, thank, thank God I'm taking a nonstop mm. Chicago back. I'm not going to be changing planes with layovers where anything can happen. And my general rule of thumb is, especially LAX, take the first flight out in the morning because mm, things good. just back up from there. So I have an 8 a.m. flight to Chicago coming up this week. So coming back, though, not the case. I decided to stay a little later, and I won't be coming back to like a 5 o'clock flight out of Chicago. Ooh. That's probably going to be a disaster. So Hopefully your your flights won't be canceled. Forget delayed. So many are canceled. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? You just, you just have to roll with it. So far, I've flown a few times in the last few months. I've had no problems. I had one flight from Vegas that was two and a half hours delayed. And again, you think the same thing. It's a 40-minute flight. But it's a four or five hour car ride. I could have gotten in a car and gotten home quicker oh, than waiting for this freaking delayed flight. And what was worse was that they said nothing. I got to the gate and it said on time and it had the time that it was supposed to depart. But you could see nothing was happening. And then I eventually started to get texts from the airline saying it's going to be delayed. But that took another half an hour after I was at the airport, after the plane was already late. Now they're sending texts and they sent a second one further delays. It's because the plane that I was going to get on had not come in yet. And what do you know? It was coming from L.A. and it was later in the day. You see the mistake uh, yep, I made? Yep, yep, you did. That's the problem when you fly short trips, San Francisco, Las Vegas. It's often a plane just goes back and forth from L.A. to the, and L.A. is the worst. The worst. And you probably saw the story that there's now air traffic control shortages. Yes. So that's and like that's, another factor. And that's really scary. I, I, no. What, are they going to have temps? Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that, but it's like everything else, shortages. 
Uh, I thought about you this morning with regards to the 4th of July. And by the way, there's talk amongst the Roe v. Wade protesters that we shouldn't have the 4th of July. We should not be celebrating uh, this this holiday. Patriotism is dead. I don't I don't believe in this country anymore. Oh, my God. I don't think that's going to affect anybody in the real world. The outsized coverage for these protesters, it's slowly fading, though. I was just reading the El Segundo Times about one of the protests yesterday. It was was a Monday in downtown L.A. And it takes till the end of the story. But it said, after a while, the crowd did grow to 300 people. 300 people? Wow, that's a crowd. Uh, But I thought about you because there was an ad on TV for a little coat you could put on your dog so it doesn't go nuts over the fireworks. Your dogs don't care, right? Didn't you tell us that once? Well, my... The original one, my first rescue dog, Riley, she does not care. But my other dog, Maisie, we haven't had over July 4th yet. This will be the first time. So I have no idea how she's going to react. Oh, She's a barker. Yeah, I don't know what it does. I guess because it's a lot of it's the vibrations and the sound because dogs have very sensitive ears. And it must have something to do with trying to absorb so they don't pick up as much of the vibrations of the fireworks i didn't really look at the technology behind it but it's a little tiny coat that you put that's really cute it's called a thunder something or something like that because thunder also freaks out some animals uh the latest is that there's going to be there is already a firework shortage well that i'm okay with i'm so sick and tired of hearing fireworks all the time it's not even the fourth of july and they've been going on and off for months now. So actually, my dogs haven't really uh, responded to to the fireworks. So I think I'm okay. And strangely, I've had the opposite experience. I remember after the pandemic started, I was hearing fireworks all the time. First, it started with people banging the pots and pans. Yep. For the uh, first, for the for the for the first workers, the workers who are on the healthcare front lines. Uh, that went on for a long time, and then it got replaced by fireworks. And I can tell you that two years ago, I decided to do a quick escape. And I actually rented a room in a high-rise downtown Los Angeles hotel, July 4th. And I looked out and I just saw all the fireworks erupting all over the vicinity south of downtown Los Angeles. But um, they're expecting this to be a big year. But I would say in the last year, I haven't heard as much, at least in my neighborhood, of this as I heard the first year during the pandemic. And I thought it was just the way that people vented. They didn't know what else to do, so they just went out there and they decided that, uh, oh, I'll entertain myself since I'm in a lockdown and, you know, I can't go visit people and I can't go to the movies and I can't even go to restaurants because everything's locked down. I'll just set off fireworks and amuse myself. But they're saying now that there is a fireworks shortage and that if you can get them, it's going to be expensive. Now, fireworks, as you might expect, the more elaborate fireworks are obviously not legal in a lot of parts of L.A. County, but there's a lot of communities where they are legal in L.A. County, a couple in Orange County and, of course, in the Inland Empire where you can still buy them. They still have those little stands where you stop by and pick them up. But according to one fireworks salesperson, a guy who is the president of Spielbauer Fireworks, he says we've only received 20 to 25 percent of what we should have gotten primarily from China. So there's going to be a shortage. Uh, Once again, of course, everything's made in China, including the cheap fireworks. So he thinks that he's going to have to, he's already raised his price because he's paying more for the fireworks he gets. So they're expecting that there's going to be shortages. And I, right, I agree with you. I don't really care. You don't go to any of the public shows? No, I used to, but I can see a lot of fireworks shows from my house, but I live up in the hills and it's really dangerous. And so when I hear these ding-dongs setting off, I'm sure, illegal fireworks, it really pisses me off because I'm just waiting 
for neighborhood neighborhoods to catch fire. It's, yeah, it it's, could set off a massive fire. Yeah, it was always a concern. I remember I kept watching that night, waiting for a fire, but it didn't happen. Although what I was looking at was really urban territory. It wasn't like a lot of forest land and more close up in the hills where you are. Yeah. But that that is insanity to sit there and set up. I, I want to go to these people. I, I, I want to find them, but it's it's so hard to find them. And I want to ask them, seriously, why would you set off fireworks in a hilly area? I mean, do you do you not see what's going on here, that there could be fires? But you know what? I don't think those people care. Uh, they don't. And you would really confront them. They'd probably stick one in your mouth and set it yes, off. Yes, I. There. Okay. During the pandemic, when you mentioned that fireworks were out of control, and, and it was the same thing in my neighborhood, I I was trying to figure out where, and I even called the cops, and they said they're trying to figure out who is. I mean, it was insanity. They were some everywhere. Some kids set some off on my street the other night, like over the weekend on like Saturday night, and it literally sounded like it was right in front of my house, and. We, I like, I go out the front door and I literally see like a group of like three kids running down the street. <laughs> and then five minutes later, we hear another bang, probably like a few blocks down. And it's just, it doesn't make sense. Nope. Yeah. Get out there with a gun, Eric. No, I don't have a gun. No. <laughs> but I might after this. I caught a couple because I have the ring doorbell video around my house. I didn't even know this. I heard a noise one night and, and I looked at the video the next morning. It's like 2.30 in the morning and a man and a woman are bending over in the street setting off fireworks. And the woman looks up at my camera and kind of waves. And oh I'm my like, God, how obnoxious. I'm like, just like, they were not young. They were like 30 years old. What an infant. Go, go ahead. Let's go out and get drunk and uh, set off fireworks. In and the wave at the camera. Hey. Yeah, she realized it was probably being recorded and thought it was funny to wave. All right. A lot to come on the show today. When we come back, we'll talk about the big January 6th testimony of an aide to an aide of Trump who actually didn't witness what is allegedly the big story concerning Trump's behavior on January 6th and the march by the mob to the Capitol. But as soon as we come back, haha, you have a chance at $1,000. So listen for the keyword that you can enter at the website to possibly win the money. Johnny Ken show here on KFI AM 640. We're just talking about the upcoming July 4th weekend, and there will be a lot of riffraff out there setting off fireworks. What you don't want to have is what happened in Azusa, where you probably heard yesterday that people had to evacuate because there were thousands of pounds of homemade fireworks in a house in Azusa. This all started when apparently uh, they found around 1,700 pounds of commercial and illegal fireworks at a storage facility in Irwindale, and that led them to this home in Azusa, where they also took out a ton of fireworks. Remember, this happened in South L.A. last year, and LAPD decided to explode the fireworks on site, and that created uh, a pretty nasty situation in the neighborhood. Uh, they apparently overloaded their containment vessel. But I, fortunately, I don't think I live in the type of neighborhood where my neighbors are selling fireworks out of their home. And it, But I'll tell you one thing, a lot of my neighbors use their garages for storage. There's hardly anybody in the neighborhood that actually parks their car in the garage. They all use it like as a huge closet or storage space. And I, ha I saw an ad, and this is really bizarre, that <laughs> I did see this, that you can actually rent out your garage. If you have a big garage that's empty and you want to just park your cars in the street, you can rent out your garage to other people as storage. Ooh. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It makes some it's cash. Another, another way to make some money on the side, but you'd have to allow them access somehow. 
I guess you could lock, you know, the inside door to the house, and then they could have a code to get into the garage. Or to just get give them one of those garage openers. My grandpa did it with his condo garage. It's a separate unit because it's not attached, but he rented out his garage before he passed away. Yeah, did he make a lot of money doing that? Or yeah, he made a decent amount, a yeah. couple hundred bucks a month. Somebody put like thousands of pounds of fireworks, and their whole neighborhood blew up. <laughs> that wouldn't wild. have been good for the condo complex. <laughs> you think? Uh, today, this is why um, politics sucks, because what we have going on in this divided country is a Democrat crowd that's obsessed with what happened on January 6, 2021. And really, the only thing that could come of this that would do them any good is if they can actually get criminal charges against Trump. That's really what they're after. Everything else is small potatoes. They charged a lot of the people that broke into the Capitol. They rounded up a number. They're still arresting people, still charging them, sentencing them. But what they really want is to get Trump. So they keep having these hearings. Today was a surprise hearing. It was just announced the other day. And uh, everyone was like, Ooh, who's going to be the key witness? Well, it turned out to be an aide to an aide. Her name is Cassidy Hutchinson. She's an aide to Trump's, a former aide, to Trump's former chief of staff, a guy by the name of Mark Meadows. And she got up there before the committee today, and she had actually been interviewed before, but it wasn't a public hearing, to tell what she knew about that day. And of course, the headlines that have been sensationalized all over the world is that Trump apparently lunged at his limo driver because the limo driver refused to take him to the Capitol after his big speech. She uh, did not witness this firsthand. So... You know, in the parlance of real legal work, this is hearsay. She was told this, she says, by Anthony Ornato, Trump's chief of operations. Also in on this, she says, was the head of uh, Trump's security detail, the Secret Service agent by the name of Bobby Engel, who was traveling with the president. But anyway, the story goes, after the speech, Trump was raring to go with the mob to the Capitol, and um, when they wouldn't take him there, he reached up towards the front of the car to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm and said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Uh, Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel, according to Hutchinson. And the agent told her, this is the story she's telling, that he gestured toward his clavicles, like his shoulder area, to describe where the president lunged at him. Uh, on Truth Social today, Trump called uh, Ms. Hutchinson a nobody who uh, actually wanted to come to Mar-a-Lago after Trump left the White House, but she got turned down. So she's really small potatoes and all this. It's quite a story that's making headlines, but she heard it from somebody else. The other part that apparently is grabbing the headlines today is that Trump was frustrated. This, I, I actually believe the stories. I I have no reason not to. Trump is pretty emotional. This is a guy that can't accept defeat. And he certainly wasn't going to accept defeat. I mean, he was shocked when he won the 2016 election. That certainly does not seem unbelievable. But he expected to be reelected re in 2020, despite what was going on with the coronavirus and everything else and all the Trump haters who got out the vote with a lot of the mail-in ballots. And Trump has his questions about that. He was frustrated, angry, and he is an over-the-top egomaniac. So he wasn't going to take this lying down. So he got frustrated because he didn't think the crowd was big enough. It was slow because people had to pass through the metal detectors to see whether or not they were bringing weapons in. Supposedly he told them, I don't bleep and care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take away those 
effing mags is how we put it. It's magnometers, which is supposed to pick up the weapons as they come in. But, um, you know, the truth of this is Trump was really worked up. I don't think he planned, planned for a mob to march to the Capitol. He wanted them to march there. He wanted them to intimidate the, uh, uh, the members of Congress. But I don't think he actually planned out a takeover of the government at the Capitol with a couple of thousand people that showed up to hear him speak, or however many thousands it was. And the other thing that was said that I thought was pretty good is that, well, for all this talk about this mob having guns, uh, how come they didn't really use any in the Capitol takeover? They did have uh, bear spray. Some, I think, had pepper spray. They had other uh, improvised weapons. But mostly it was just a bunch of rah-rah riffraff running around the halls of the Capitol, taking a crap here and there in the hallways. Uh, yeah, they deserve to go to prison. But honestly, this just drags on and on. And the reason I said that politics sucks and we're in the state we're in is because if what happens in November that's expected to happen and the Republicans grab the House of Representatives, they're going to start with a bunch of hearings over Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and his business dealings and what Biden knew and the criminal Biden family. And that'll go on for another two years until maybe Congress changes over again. That's your future. Meanwhile, people are being hit by inflation and other problems in the country. The border is overrun. But this crowd just plays its politics, uh, trying to appeal to their base voters. All right, we got more coming up on the John and Ken Show here on KFI AM 640. We need to move our criminal justice system into the direction of the 21st century. His special directives that he's enacted has given criminals kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card. We need to use science and data in order to address public safety by violent crime. Uh, his data and science is completely flawed. Nobody's safe in Los Angeles because of, of District Attorney Gascon. You will see that not only have I enhanced public safety. I don't get that name on my face. That's a champ right there. I am absolutely outraged at the lies that Mr. Gascon is spewing. He has no business implementing laws of his own personal choice, which we voted against. We've done so in a way that is much more both physically and socially responsible. Not only is he breaking the law, but he is not doing what he is supposed to do as a district attorney, and that is protect his victim. He is in the wrong office. He should have been a public defender. He's voted in. He can be voted out. Salute. Celebrating us going home on this Gaskin direct. Crime is at a historic low in this nation. It's a historic lows in the state. That's a bunch of baloney to me. And now... For an update on the recall of L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon, here's John and Ken. No, oh, we hope we can keep this recall desk going. Uh, July 6th is the day they're going to turn in the signatures. Hopefully they'll have a big cushion to ensure enough to put this on the ballot. They have enough signatures, but now they're trying to collect uh, 100, 200,000 more. So they have enough to meet the L.A. County Registrar, who will probably be working night and day to throw out signatures. You go to recalldageorgegascon.com. To help, and of course, if this is successful, we get it on the ballot, and we'll be doing this for months because there won't be a vote until either late in the year or early next year. Uh, the reason we're at the desk right now, and by the way, Gascon, this is worth pointing out, at least four murders, the two El Monte police officers, an off-duty LAPD officer who was shot and killed earlier this year, and a homeless guy in Pacoima. The man that's charged with killing him also benefited from Gascon's horrible directives and policies. George Gascon, of course, came to us from San Francisco, where he was the DA up there for a number of years. They dumped him on us. He was replaced by a man by the name of Chesa Bowden, who got recalled 
as you know, in a vote. So we're going to talk to Richie Greenberg now, founder of the movement, which was successful in the recall of uh, the San Francisco district attorney, because he has joined the effort to recall George Gascon. Richie, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for uh, bringing me on today. It's a pleasure. Let me ask you this question right off, because I think it's what concerns everybody who's been listening and following this effort. What percentage of signatures that you guys submitted in the recall there in San Francisco were rejected? Do you know? Uh, well, it was uh, it was significant. Um, I think that there were about 83 or 84,000 raw signatures submitted. And the tally that was validated by the Department of Elections here in San Francisco is 63,000, 64,000. So close to 18,000 out of 80,000 were um, were discarded, were invalidated for a variety of reasons. So it right, is that's, a that's between 15 and 20 percent, which is what I normally hear. I heard one expert say that they could reject 30 percent. And I'm like, wow, you're going to need a big cushion then. Uh, well, in this particular case uh, here in San Francisco, it wasn't as high as 30. It was in the 18, 20 percent. So if you extrapolate that to what's required down in Los Angeles with 500, I believe it's 577,000 and change it's required, then you would need to have about 700 and, and around there, 700,000 of raw, raw uh, signatures submitted. All right. So what's going to be your role here in helping out the campaign? Well, you know, uh, partly thanks to you <laughs> uh, specifically uh, and uh, and others down in Los Angeles that were paying close attention and, and across the country. Actually, we had media, print media and uh, and TV and radio were paying very close attention to what was happening here with the Chesa Bodine recall. So um, I got a, a bit of a, of a following, and this is something that has been very close to my heart. And now in Los Angeles, I will use my voice and what I learned managing the recall here and supporting the recall, supporting the, the, uh, the volunteers and developing messaging and the counter-messaging to Chesa Bodine's insane rhetoric once the Department of Elections, the voter registrar down in Los Angeles, validates the signatures that have been collected for Gascon's uh, recall. And that is certified and go ahead. Yes, we will now have a recall in Los Angeles. Then I can bring in all of my expertise on how to combat all the negativity that would be thrown at the recall committee from the Gascon side. You have, I don't know if you've been listening to Gascon's interviews lately. He just did a big one with Channel 5 over the weekend where he likes to cite the fact that he was an LAPD officer. He was a police chief. He understands community safety. Unlike the DA that you got recalled up there who was a public defender, Gascon's trying to make the case that I understand the police side of this and I will help keep people safe. I mean, it's such nonsense. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Even looking at, uh, you can go simply to Wikipedia and put in uh, George Gascon and see his his whole bio from when he was born in Cuba and where he, he moved to in, in Bell uh, down there in L.A. and his stint with the LAPD, uh, something happened. Something went wrong with his whole mentality and approach to criminal justice uh, when he went over to uh, Mesa, Arizona, to be the police chief over there at some point in the last 20 years. Something clicked. Something triggered him to then uh, move to uh, supporting the criminals 
more than the uh, the uh, and the perpetrators of crime more than the victims more than law-abiding citizens and that was very evident and yes i did and i still do pay attention very intently to what gascon says what he does his mannerisms his messaging there is so much false falsehood so much fraud so yeah. much ridiculousness in his claims to what he's doing right now in la and the line he's using now, particularly after the deaths of these two police officers in El Monte, which was really just horrific. Tragedy. Is that, well, tragedy. We, yeah, we can't predict people. We're sorry. We thought this guy wasn't going to be violent because, you know, he was just a, a burglar. But he was a gang member with a gun. I mean, what do you mean? He's more likely to be violent than your average person. Yeah, exactly. And there are chilling parallels between uh, what uh, Bodine up here in San Francisco had said and what Gascon says in similar situations. We had multiple tragedies up here in San Francisco. And now with uh, Olga Garcia, uh, the mother of um, the slain police officer, Joe, uh, Joseph uh, Santana. Santana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I, list, I listened to her and it was heart wrenching. Even you know, she, she couldn't stop crying. Uh, this is just tragic. It is a tragedy. And I really, uh, you know, I I don't know what more we can do except to show and and to highlight what tragedy after tragedy Gascon has been presiding over. He is digging himself a grave. He is going to be recalled in a landslide. Yeah, I mean, you guys pulled it off in San Francisco, a place that could be easily uh, described as far more progressive than the county of Los Angeles. So what advice would you give the campaign if they do get this to qualify for the ballot? What kind of advertising should they do to, to let the public know how reckless this guy is? Well, we hit uh, we hit voters from uh, every angle. There were TV ads, social media ads, uh, newspaper ads, uh, we were out in force every weekend and el- and other times uh, in, in having rallies and big banners uh, to remind people to vote to recall uh, Chesa Bodine at that point. Uh, this is something that works very well. We also had a very strong social media uh, campaign where there were multiple, I think maybe two or three dozen of us that were very active on social media that were specifically posting uh, videos and critiques of Bodine that could easily uh, be translated down to uh, Gascon and uh, Gascon. I'm sorry, and, and 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 that was what really helped. But what hurt us is that the media was against us. The ACLU yeah. of Northern California was against us. There was a lot working against us, but still it was pulled off. We still. Uh, succeeded with a little bit more than a 10% spread. And and it doesn't matter if you get 50% plus one, winner take all. Yeah. And of course, Gascon is trying to portray this recall effort as a bunch of rich Republicans, Trump people, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing that that uh, Bodine said up here, and it didn't work. Uh, there were poll after poll, four or five polls, all said that it really didn't matter to voters. All right, Richie, thanks for talking to us once again. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Anytime. All right, Richie Greenberg, founder of the movement, which succeeded in recalling the San Francisco DA, the replacement for George Gascon, is helping to advise the recall George Gascon campaign here in L.A. County. More coming up on the John and Ken Show on KFI. And coming up after 3 o'clock, well, what do you know? Mark Garagos is coming back on the John and Ken Show. <clears throat> we had spoken to him quite a bit back in 2020 about the lockdowns. He was representing uh, businesses, uh, restaurants who were fighting uh, California, L.A. County's severe and crazy over-the-top lockdowns over the coronavirus but he's coming on for a different reason his firm is handling a case that i mentioned the other day back in march 
of 2021, a man by the name of Gabe Denae was stabbed to death by a transient. This was at his Beverly Grove home, the Beverly Grove neighborhood of Los Angeles. Um, this man, Enoch Connors, eventually went and killed himself. But the lawsuit is against LAPD because they were called repeatedly with 911 calls because this guy was uh, hopping fences, going into people's yards, threatening them. And LAPD kept coming and kept telling, at least according to the lawsuit, everything's okay. We talked to him, go home. He was apparently living out of his car, sort of in an alleyway here in this Beverly Grove neighborhood. And uh, this particular day, he went off and he stabbed Gabe to death. So his family has this lawsuit and Mark can talk about it after the news. They just don't think that there's enough being done about the mentally ill and violent homeless people on the streets. Not all mentally ill people are violent. In fact, most aren't. But this one, who had already seemed to be threatening people, probably should have been taken away. Whatever they could have done. I'm going to talk to them about a mental health hold or whatever they could have done. Why didn't they do that? Rather than just saying, we talked to them. It's okay. This is LA today. It's not safe. You don't know who's going to go off. All right, that's coming up after three o'clock. Uh, making news this afternoon is that the, uh, I guess you would call her the pimp for Jeffrey Epstein, the madam for Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, got 20 years in prison for her role in helping that pedophile abuse young girls. Uh, the Epstein case is remarkable and sordid. This is a guy that apparently had a thing for 14, 15, and 16-year-old girls. He had sex with many women, too, but he did have um, a desire for underage women to the point where they called his Big Island, uh, the place where he took some of his prey, Pedophile Island. Uh, this went on for years, and if you recall, they actually charged him years ago and reached a plea agreement with them, but uh, it looks like he kept on doing this. And Ghislaine Maxwell was with him almost all the way. She was his girlfriend, but also his accomplice in procuring these young girls. This is a very, very strange woman that kind of defies the stereotypes about women. Some of the victims claim that Maxwell also abused them, but she was basically charged with being a sex trafficker and uh, getting Jeffrey Epstein the girls. So she got 20 years. Prosecutors, by the way, she's 60. So you know, this is a federal case. So hopefully she'll serve most of that time and will be in bad shape if she ever gets out. She's already been locked away for a couple of years. So they're going to give her time served. Um, the accusers, the victims, actually got up on the stand today to make their victim impact statements. One of them cried detailing the horrors Maxwell and Epstein subjected her to and and saying that Maxwell did make a statement basically just sad about what happened but still blaming Epstein, not admitting that she had a key role in making sure Epstein had a steady supply of these underage girls. What this woman, Sarah Ransom, said was, I wish she was sorry when she was forcing me into a room to be raped. That's when I wish she was sorry. Uh, they wanted her to get between 30 and 55 years in prison so that other sexual predators know that they should not get involved in helping out a pedophile, somebody like Jeffrey Epstein. 
But uh, it was a pretty emotional time today, and it took a while for the verdict, or rather the sentence, to come out because a number of the victims uh, got up there on the stand to tell their stories. In addition to the prison term, she's getting a $750,000 fine. Her attorneys want her to serve the time at a federal prison in Danbury, Connecticut. She's been locked up in a correctional facility in New York City for a couple of years, which she's told people she hates, that it's dark and it's horrible in there. Uh, This federal prison in Connecticut is a low-security women's prison that was the inspiration for that Netflix show, Orange is the New Black. Was that a Deborah Mark show? Did you watch that one? Yes, I did. Oh, I didn't think that was a low-level federal prison. Is that what those women are in there for? Is yeah, low-level federal crimes? Oh, I, I thought it was like a hardcore no. women's prison. Um, anyway, yeah, she was convicted of grooming and trafficking teenagers for Jeffrey Epstein. Um, there really is no weirder person than Ghislaine Maxwell, who uh, I don't know what it was. She was under the spell of Epstein, and because he was wealthy and gave her access to all sorts of wonderful things in life. But um, Ransom broke down in tears. She described how she attempted to escape from Pedophile Island by trying to jump off a cliff into shark-infested waters. She said, like Hotel California, you could check into the Epstein-Maxwell Dungeon of Sexual Hell, but you could never leave. I experienced flashbacks and wake up in a cold sweat from nightmares reliving the awful experience. So she's already appealed, not only, and she got turned down already, the guilty verdict, but I'm sure she'll appeal the sentencing as well, but it doesn't look good. And thank God for that for Ghislaine Maxwell. All right, coming up next, a story we talked about when it happened and we talked about earlier this week. It's the stabbing death of a man who lived in Beverly Grove, right in his own backyard. Gabe Dene was stabbed to death by a transient who had been living in his car in the neighborhood. And on this particular day, he was hopping fences and threatening people. LAPD got called, came, and told everybody, it's under control. Go back into your homes. That's why there's a lawsuit against them. Mark Garagos will be my guest on the John and Ken Show. KFI AM640, and Deborah Mark has the news now. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. 
Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.